I can't believe you made fun of my dad for the fact he used you as a sponge. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. And that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Ah, oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Remind you what it's called? Yeah. The podcast? Yeah. It's called Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. That's it. It's, but, it's, um, but it's not. So how are we doing it this time? Because he's not here, so do you just so like, it's, talk about him? It's usually Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Right. Uh, because we're usually on the road. But every now and again, we're not on... Well, on the road still, but on different roads. So what we'll do is we'll... Um, We'll just put a podcast out with a guest. So, right, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen, as a podcast. We have started. This is Kerry Marks. Oh, we're already on, are we? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well, thanks for the warning, mate. Nah, nah, I just, like the way you work things. I just thought I'd like to capture your preamble as well. Um, so does he record his own separate ones as well? He's meant to. He says he's going to. He has fucking a, an array of guests like uh, Gareth Waugh and Mickey Bartlett who have guested on, passed through New York, but he just... All right, and you've got me. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's very nice. No, but I'm just saying... Uh, well, I'm, I hope you're not competitive. I'm utilising my opportunity, <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> We're in Australia. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Oh, wow. Is, this is my second time, third time? Second time? Yeah, second or third, because you've, you've been on guest when me and Danny have done it, and um, that was when we were playing, um, we're, we're playing board games, weren't we? We were, We were playing yes. Walking Dead, Risk. Yes. Which was fucking great. That was a great game. It was a great really game. Yeah. Uh, thoroughly recommend. But this year, I've got you on board with um, Dungeons & Dragons. So you're gonna come I'm going to learn more Dungeons & Dragons. I've always been interested to learn it. It's one of those things that misfits play. You know, misfits really fit, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they have noticed that. The misfits have their own team. They find a place. I never, as a kid, I kind of, you know, as a schoolboy, I kind of realised that I was kind of one of the misfits, but not enough of one of them. So you couldn't you know, get... So I didn't really fit in with the misfits. You couldn't get into the club, like, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of dorks into wrestling. And the, <laughs> yeah, you no, just weren't, weren't quite dorky enough to get in with, their, <laughs> with those boys. Yeah. And then the people that were... They got nerve calling themselves misfits at all, really. No. Nah, such a big gang. They actually fit in better than anyone. Because yeah, they they've, do. they've actually been left with no options. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, I guess <laughs> having one option is a hell of an option, isn't it? Yeah, so they're the ones that nobody sits next to in the dinner hall in, in your cliche American movie. Yeah, so they all find themselves at the table. All the people, people that, who have no one to sit next to yeah. sit next to each other. They all just find each other. Yeah. Whereas if you're cool as fuck and have a multitude of options, you're just like, God, I can hang around with anyone. I'm like, 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 it's like choosing something on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's so much good stuff. But it's also that they are taking over the world, aren't they? The misfits. They were once just misfits. Going back far enough, you know, the, mm. the people we now call nerds, geeks, and so on, they were just people. They, what the hell did geeks do before computers St- and stuff? What, what were they? Stan, Stan Lee did it for them, really, didn't he? facts about things, but... St- Stan Lee brought the comic book nerds into the mainstream. Right, yeah. And yeah. the Marvel things are now cool. Yes. And now, like... But also the age of the computer and so on, and, uh, and, and also because I suppose we came from a time where everything was muscle. You know, all yeah. work was about strength and lifting things and so on. And, mm. and then, um, was it Jesus who said the geek will take over the earth? Uh huh. I think he the, said the, that. The geek will inherit the earth. The geek will inherit. I think it, also I think it was that. Uh, it might be a mistranslation. Was it one of the geeks? As well. Feet, what, what, there's another one as well, wasn't there? There's a couple of them with the geeks. Well, they're, they're Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, he went on about geeks a lot. <laughs> it, it does depend on the translation, though. I think you sort of make a bit of a jock if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big quarterback for the football team. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do Dungeons and Dragons. So we which, are going um, to do... What's, what's the excitement of Dungeons and Dragons? Why, why do I... Well, you just, okay, you described it to me the other day for probably a couple of hours outside. You described through a few games and it just sounded like you were mental. Yeah, that is how it sounds. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't stop sounding that way either. Um, so basically, yeah, I don't know how to describe this because to, to get into Dungeons and Dragons, right? I read. I could see a psychiatrist certifying someone and then go, and then them yeah. going, "No, I'm just describing a game that I played." But yeah, but you sound like be. a fantasist because you are. That's yes. exactly what it is. It's a world of fantasy. Then I change into a dragon. Then I cross the river by juggling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what it's are you that sort of stuff. So the dungeon master <laughs> sets up the loose structure of an adventure that you could go on. 
right? right? He, he sets up some interactions, you choose how you interact, and the story builds from the loose starting point that the dungeon master sets up. So he does a bit of homework before the thing, he sets the scene, and he puts you in a bar, he says there's some people playing cards in the corner, the barman's like uh, washing a glass, it's so fucking nerdy, right? So he sets that up, and then he's like, what do you do now? And then you can go, I'm gonna go over and start playing cards with these people, and you start an interaction, eventually something pivotal will happen, like someone busts in the door and starts a fight with someone else, and you have- And there's no board or anything, is there? This is just a floating game. Yeah, sat at the table, so there's like five or six of you, including the dungeon master, possibly more, possibly less, but five or six is a good number, right? And between you, you're building a story, and it's got, it's really loosely structured, and anytime you attempt to do something, like say if I want to challenge you with a fucking arm wrestle for half your gold, we'd have to do a dice roll depending on what stats and what okay. and your character cards has got different do stats. Do we physically on. arm wrestle it's, or do we just? I mean, have, you know what? Or do we just roll you, the dice to decide who wins the arm you, wrestle? You could probably do shit like that. It's like it's that loose. Right. You probably could fucking whack out an actual real life arm wrestle, or you could just. Oh, well, I didn't know it gets that yeah. exciting. I didn't know there was reality. No, people dress up and shit for it. People come right. dressed as druids and all that stuff. Okay. Like you can, you can be as fucking interactive as you want. And when you get into battles, you can set out like, um, you know, have you ever seen them miniatures where they've got like a battle scene and they've got trees and stuff, and then you've got like the miniature characters that you can paint okay. and you can put them down that, yeah. so that you can start like it's all meant to be built in your imagination but it's built on the um, you can do it on the board Danny's got a whiteboard so if you go through a dungeon and you turn a corner and he tells you what you can see you kind of draw it on the map and you reveal it on the map so that you've got a visual representation too but what is um, I suppose I, I associated this one from years ago hearing people I knew who were playing it who were proper geeky nerdy freakos who, who would dress up all the time in their outfits and uh, yeah. are, are always talking to, you know, play their characters oh, in real life. put the voices and, on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Some, okay. uh, there's a good one called um, uh, Force Grey, which is Matt Mercer, and he gets actors and voiceover act, uh, actors. I think he's a voiceover guy himself, actually. Uh, right. I, like, I only know him as a dungeon master, but he does voiceover stuff for like animations. So they are really good at putting the voices on, so they can really bring it to life, you know, when okay. they're doing it. That's a, good, that's a good starting point. If anyone's going to get into it, watch... Uh, Force Grey. I know Terry Crews is on one of them. I haven't watched that yet. You know Terry Crews? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, White Chicks. Yep. Yeah, so he, yep. Uh, amongst many other things, but they're the two that sprung to mind. Uh, he went on because his daughter loved watching it and she was like, I'd love you to go on this show. So he learned how to play Dungeons and Dragons so he could go on the show that his daughter watches. So is, is Danny normally the dungeon master with you? Yeah, I have oh, control okay. freak, any. Is there a lot of getting his dick out? Is that what it is? Nah, it, it, it's funny because he has a structure of where the thing should go, but you don't have to roll with it. This is something I tried to explain to you when we were drunk last night, but there was this thing where this, there's these wolves, and normally wolves are the enemy, and you attack them, but for some reason we ended up finding out. Like one of them found a scroll for like speaking to animals, which Danny had strategically placed along the mission, right? And then we spoke to these wolves and found out that the wolves were actually people that had been turned into wolves. Yeah. And um, there was actually a bunch of animals that had been turned by a wizard into these animals. This is where I start sounding mental, insane. right? So this is where the, the story has been built towards this. So what we've got to do... I think it's a game that really bears description. That is no, it's like describing a fantasy film that you haven't seen as yeah. well. Also talking about it, you, you talk about it as if it's a reality. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on down this rabbit hole. Okay. Right? So we uh, <laughs> we ended up with these two these two wolves. No, no, sorry, there's five. Wolves. I really feel you have to be there. No, no, no. No, you don't. Okay. No, no. I'm telling you as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, 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 i am telling you i am telling you i am telling you i am telling so, all of a sudden, we're in this bar with all these fucking animals, and we need to get across mm. the town hall, but it's pedestrianised, there's loads of people there, so we decided that the only way we can get past the people without getting noticed or getting the guards' attention is if we put on a performance, and because these animals are people, they can take instruction and they're smarter, so we got them to do like these like really like 
three wolves on the bottom, then two, then one, like pyramid of wolves, right? <laughs> like the bear juggling and shit, right? Just, and, just want to say hello to people still listening. There's <laughs> <laughs> not many, right? And, uh, so Danny's there going, well, this is a good idea. You're getting yeah. across the hall. So he's just like going, right, let's go for it. So we're rolling performance checks and charisma checks and all this shit. And we get a crowd. Charisma checks? Yeah. All right. So you've got like different stats and you roll against them. To, to decide whether you've got enough charisma. Yeah, exactly. And it can go terribly oh, wrong. Exa- exactly, yes. yeah. Of course. So, that makes absolute sense. So yeah. if, you, if you go to fucking stack the wolves in a, in a, in a, like a, a pyramid and then you roll a fucking three or something, the wolves are going to fumble over and fall and one of them's going to break its ankle. And How much charisma do you need to stack wolves? Well, that's a performance check, isn't it? Oh, well, we're, but, you need, okay. but you need charisma to be like, roll up, roll up. Oh, that's another <laughs> thing that's, that's another thing we did. It was me, Eric Lampard, Elliot Steele. Uh, I just approached the, the crowd and I went, roll up, roll up. Come and watch the performance of. And we hadn't like decided on a title of my troop yet. And we all just right. shouted out a different name for the troop. It's so fucking nerdy. I can't stress enough how nerdy it is. Oh, you but can. We, but <laughs> I, I will. Um, so... We nailed all the fucking checks on the dice, right? Yeah. And the uh, people that watched it started giving us money, silver and gold, for the performance, because we're buskers. And we realised that we're going to make more money off that yeah. than doing the actual mission. Wow, this sounds so, like an amazing film I've missed. So just enslaved the animals and glad that were people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still on board? Uh, I'm still going to play it, yeah, but I like the way that story tra- trailed down. <laughs> then, you know, so, and then that's what happened. Lost <laughs> <Nice> confidence. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to talk. I think the first rule you is know, you're not supposed to talk to me about your games. Nah, you know. Daddy would be screaming at the podcast actually when really? I try to do that because I always, I always try and like um, explain in jokes to people. Yeah. But like they're not the same, they're wasted. It spoils it for the person that was there. No, I think I think <laughs> fantasy very much is that you had to be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is something that uh, I wanted to bring up because we are going to do Dungeon But I will discuss it again after. <laughs> I know that after we play the game, and I'll, it'll just be both of us rambling. Mm. Here's something. We both have a Fantasia. Oh, that's an interesting thing, yeah. But we are both fully on board with the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons. All right, but Aphantasia. Ex- well, explain Aphantasia first, because yeah, uh, you, I've explained it a couple of t- I've explained it a couple of times uh, on the podcast, so any regular listeners will be up to speed. But I want to hear your explanation of it. Um, it's just not seeing visual images, so it's it's um, it's mind blindness. Some people can just picture a red triangle right in front of their face. In fact, I've asked people about this. I didn't know they could do that. No, you told me about it. And in I 2017, know, I thought people were going, yeah, okay, I accept that there is a red triangle there, yeah. rather than I can actually see a red triangle. And of course, we can't see into other people's heads, so we've got no idea what level they're at. But there are people who swear they don't see a very definite, some people see a solid red triangle. Uh-huh. Other people just, just kind of see um, sort of... There seems to be whatever, a range, but. doesn't it? There seems to be a very like definite spectrum. Like The more I talk to Natalie about it, the more I think that she might also have it, because she's just... Happy, like so when I try to say can you see the image it's like well that, like it's in there but it's not in front of my eyes but we are mind blind so we I, I occasionally but, walk into imaginary objects <laughs> like, never, yeah. never saw them yeah you wouldn't even know they were there <laughs> um, but then they, I spoke to someone like Paul Meyerhog and he is yeah. like okay I'm imagining a jetpack I can see the tubes coming out of it and yeah. the shuttle and I can see the blue flames and like I'm seeing these things and I can retrieve these things First from you do, my, you can do it. From she, my memory she can see very definite objects in front of her yeah and yeah. uh, so some people are talking like they can just create theatre in front of their eyes. Like, and other people talk about like, oh no, it's like deep in my mind, it'll take a while to conjure it up. But for me and for you, there is no picture. So when people say imagine or visualise, the image and vision part of it isn't yes. part of it. There's no image or vision. But I've been learning to get better at this. So, so yeah. I've started doing a thing where I, I take a single image, it might be like this mug in front of me and so on, it's a very solid image, very clear, and blink it a few times and close my eyes and try and hold the image for, for a few moments. And I can sort of do it now. So I can't, I'm not good at this yet, but I know I'm getting better at it. I think it's a muscle, I think you can exercise it. So look at this, this orange right here, right? Yeah. So you were, the way you were doing it was um, looking at the orange and then closing your eyes, but trying to hold the image of the orange. Take, take how vivid the color is, um, look at odd marks and so on, and try and hold them when you close your eyes. Give it a go now. Yeah. I, I was trying it on the bus the other day, because I was like, 
I was seeing like a crowd of people go by and I was trying to close my eyes and remember like who was where, the woman with the bag, the man in the suit. And I was like trying to do that and then I closed, opened my eyes again and I was like, I've, I've just remembered them kind of as data and as words. But you know how it's actually, I, I wonder whether it does affect your, mem- your memory for people's faces and names. 100%. And, I'm terrible at it. Directions. You know how you know how all women look exactly the same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I realised recently is that when you walk around, I realised you know that part of the, the brain that's racist. The, the original people said Chinese people look the same as well. It's largely because they hadn't met many Chinese people. Yeah. Obviously, you mix more with people with any culture. Uh, you get to see those differences, but there's still regular patterns, right? So, like with Australian voices, I realise my brain does that an awful lot. In that I'll be walking through Perth and I'll hear Brendan Burns all over the place. I keep looking like, yeah. oh, there's Brendan, and no, there's not. And other Australian friends I thought had distinctive voices. Yeah. But it turns out they have one of the seven Australian voices. Yeah, but if you heard me or Gavin Webster or John Fothergill or Chris Ramsey or Matt Reed or any other Geordie, you could probably distinguish each of us. I probably could, yeah. However, an yeah. Australian who heard either one of us would just probably think that we all sounded the it same. It may be because before I came to Australia the first time, I wasn't aware that. That their voices were of a pattern that, that's, yeah. you know, a common one. You know, I weren't aware. I wasn't aware how common they are. They're really common. <laughs> so you think you've got main deafness as well? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I presented to people when I was talking about, like, when they were talking and saying, when when they challenge it, right, and go, well, there must be something. You must be able to see something. I'm like, no, but you can't. You can't just. You can't just conjure up feeling, right? Like, look, go through your other senses, right? You can't put your hand out or, like, or imagine sand running through your fingers. Yeah. You can conceptualize it. You can kind of imagine in the way we use the word imagine, sand running through your hand. You can't, you wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't feel brand new to you if you then poured sand through your hands. You know what that feels like. But you can't just conjure up the feeling of sand run, running through your hands. Do you mean if you've never felt it before? Or if you no, if you ha- like, no, if you have, like, I'm saying... What would the word for... I would know what it feels like. So let's do it like... In the, it wouldn't surprise me every yeah. time I do it. So that's why when, <laughs> when Andy Askins walks through the door later, I'm not going to be shocked by the sight of him, even though I can't close my eyes and bring up a picture of him. doesn't mean I forgot what he looks like. Right. Right? So it's like the same as a smell, right? I know what a roast dinner smells like, but I can't just like close my nose and then smell, use my smellgenation to also, smell... How observant are you? Uh, Huh? What colour eyes do I have? Oh shit! I'm gonna guess. And you were, looking, you were looking at my eyes as just as oh, I covered staring them, staring deeply into them. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit creepy. Yeah, I was actually doing a head tilt, and the lips were starting to pucker. <laughs> That's actually the real reason I covered my eyes. Isn't right? it? This is an excuse. So you've got brown eyes. Have I? I don't know, but I'm gonna bat it back to you. What colour eyes do I have? No, I do have brown eyes. Blue. I do have blue eyes. You do have blue greenish. Eyes. You're more yeah. sort of blue green. Greenish blue. Do you know I've got a runny pupil? That was a that was just causes to stare into each other's eyes. I'm not joking about it. Essentially, it's just us two in a room. Yeah, yeah, it's recording. But you know, if we just turned the recording off and then done that, it would be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell the truth. We rehearsed it. <laughs> Look, keep an eye now. Can you see my runny pupil? Have you ever noticed that before? Yeah. It's like a yolk that's been bust and just runs down my face. Well, not my face, my eye. Okay. Where is it? <laughs> it's just a um, dis- disfigurement. <laughs> I thought someone just cracked your eye badly. You look like an egg. Yeah. I just didn't you know, I just put it in right. <laughs> threw it at the neighbour's window. <laughs> <laughs> I think you must have eye-butted a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... To the aphantasia thing, um, do, do we... There's not- no real cure and there's not a lot that's really known about it. In fact, it was only discovered a while ago, wasn't it? it, was, it yeah. I can't remember how old the article was, but the guy who, who wrote the first article and then uh, a lot of people started looking into it. But uh, at that time, he was shocked to discover that this was even a thing, that he didn't realise other people were actually seeing yeah. stuff. Because how, do how does it even crop up? Like, what age were you two years ago? Well, age was like two years ago. Yeah. Um, 50. You spent 50 years. Actually, it would have been 49 at the time when we first discussed it, yeah. Yeah, with, that, with all that time without, without Fantasia, without realising. Without knowing it. Without knowing. Yeah. And, uh, and then a whole new type of envy formed that I Yeah, but it's, I, I got past that real quick. Waste. I got past that real quick that, that other people have this superpower because I see a lot of other people with. Uh, 
a lot of other people with mental health issues. Yeah. And I think it may be something to do with the fact that you're fucking battling while these images are flashing. Yeah, but I head. think we should get disabled badges and be able to park wherever we like and use whatever toilets. Yeah. And also get some grant. Yeah. No. I wonder what other abilities are or of you know of the main. I'd love to, I'd, what abilities would you really like to have that you're not good at? Because I, I, I would love to be better at names and stuff. People, I think it's a real winning characteristic. Yeah, I have to remember. Milo was amazing at that. Milo, Milo, um, Milo McKay went up when I was living with him in Perth, and he's very good at remembering names. And I know a number of people who just like they will remember names going back a long way. Yeah, and every important and useful person's Milo's, name. Around them and Milo's probably read some fucking volumes of books about building a main palace, and he's got a little file fax oh, file putting different questionably traits. Does. And, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's like a partial um, ability, but partial um, something that he's really worked at, <laughs> because it's 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 gonna it's gonna progress in, in life, um, yeah. which is not it's not to be frowned upon. I think he's it's natural as well. He's got a natural Superman gene. Yeah, you know whatever Superman had, he's got a bit of it. He springs out of bed in the morning and he's like ready for life, and and is constantly excited. Yeah, so Melo is one of our friends, also a comedian, does a character act called Troy Hawk. He's a very funny man. He's just been in Perth for a month with yeah, you. Yeah, he had a great role there, he had a storming role there. So I'm so, Sold out shows, great reviews and awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not awards, but the award um, for the week and yeah. stuff, which means that he... he got nominated for the main award. for the main award, yeah. And he made some very good like, friends. And he also... impressive indeed. He also um, adopted a technique... He'd be um, like a really shit brother to have. You what know, he's successful at everything. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you just end up being yeah. a stoner bum? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. wouldn't even like it wouldn't be a competitive edge, it would just be a just submissive bend a knee. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're the one that gets every mum and dad's attention, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, his flaws are his flaws are his faith in the hocus pocus. He went with a fucking uh, he went with a fortune teller and that who like just right. guessed until they got it right. And then he walked out going, oh my God, I can't believe the fortune teller knew that I... I love the fact that people always, always call it, they say, I'm, I'm being open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, you're being decided. Yeah. You have um, made a decision and gone with it. So just because, just because um, Milo is so, um, so well, p- perfect in a way, I love finding out about his flaws. Yeah, everyone needs a flaw. I fucking loved it when we went um, skiing. And it was me, Dan Nightingale and Milo. Right. And it doesn't matter how cool you are if, if you're if you just kind of ski for shit you just look like a <laughs> 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 so me and Dan went from looking like fucking losers next to him in day to day life right? right to being on the slope where I'm just fucking bombing down riding some hitch and Milo is there handsome tall out the window because his knees are pressed together his heels are pointed out he can go any speed and his hair will but, not move but he's, <laughs> he's but he's perfect in, he's in the tucked position he looks like a cutout. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you know when you um, you know when you do the tuck when you're going really fast on your skis. Yeah. He was doing that while constantly applying the brakes, so he's going down in the pizza position, all tucked and everything. And then he like I'm waiting at the bottom. I started a time lapse video so I could get all of the people that come down between <laughs> me and him, even though we set off at the same time. And he come down and then he fell and then he needed a little plaster on his thumb and I was like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> I bet they lost them. Was he still quivering? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get you off the snow so you can be. Cool again. So that's, uh, I bet Milo gets that a lot though because he's like, I bet a lot of people like try and bring him down. Yeah, of course. People, people love failure in people like Milo. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to see a flaw and say, you're too yeah. perfect. So, so, what I love hearing from you is that I've always known Milo's into these like psychics and stuff and he's into like Ask the Universe and Read the Secret. Um, you told us that he was trying this thing where you lie on the Did floor. Did you read The Secret? That's really interesting. So I was making fun of The Secret all through the festival. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise he was a, an, a reader of it. Yeah, I loves that. he loves that okay. stuff. Um, so he's done this thing. Talk me through it. You lie on the floor. Okay, I don't think it's fair to talk about this because I live with him and it'd be really unkind to, to make fun of him for this, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so another housemate that we were, we were living with showed us... Um, uh, it's called Trey. It's called um, tension release exercise. Um, and what it is, you, you lay on a back and then uh, get in a particular position where your feet are pressed together and you start quivering. Um, but she, when I say quiver, 
that's that's understatement of the year. It was proper thrashing. It was thr- uh, throw yourself around, head twisting all over the place. Like, um, e- 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 evangelical, evangelical, fucking full on. But the evangelicals say it's rapture it's, dancing. They, they believe, yeah, rapture <laughs> dancing. It's, yeah, Michael Jackson kind of <laughs> <laughs> thriller. But it's um, they would say it's it's Jesus entering the body. But Trey people believe it's it's. Um, uh, tension uh, release the, 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 the trauma is escaping the body which is a, a kind of odd mix of mixing up trauma as in uh, you know physical trauma and, and mental anguish uh, putting it all as one thing that the, the bones and, and muscles apparently hold on to this anguish and then they let go of it uh, and it comes with interesting facts like at one point we were told don't do it more for more than 15 minutes otherwise it has a <laughs> Reverse. I can't even say it. As a reverse effect, <laughs> like it, it brings trauma back into like the, the body. The, the trauma, like so, Milo, Milo's there, right? Set the scene. Like, Milo's lying on the floor on his back. Right, he starts trembling. Oh, all right. right. So well, we both gave it a go because I'm not going to be rude to someone. So I, I laid on my back and I, I, and after a while, yeah, you do get a certain tremble going because you, you're you're tensing the muscles, and when you release muscles in that particular position, uh, lifting your waist up and so on. So you you you're on your back. Feet pressed together, um, or pressed down firmly on the ground, and then you raise your your sort of groin area, your bum a bit, you know, and that way there's a lot. Of t- you can do it even even now on the chair. You feel sick. Do it. Try yeah. it now. Try it on the chair. Try try right. try. try, try uh, no, admit, this is not. Back. You can't see what's happening now. And just just let a little tremble go. No, I've got too no, much. Push, push down your feet. I've got too much core stability. Push, push down. <laughs> Forget to my Thai regular basis later. <laughs> I'm going to be here for a good fucking 20 minutes. It works for really weak people. It's not how people with weak middle areas have the most tremble, isn't it? They obviously get more trauma well, there. Obviously it's not that trauma. they're weak. Yeah, it's not that their muscles are starting to give in after a couple of minutes. So it's basically you just... Anyway, Milo got it going. And um, and, and I, I, yeah, I had the level of it that you would expect from tensing and releasing muscles. Um, and then but Milo got it going and then... Uh, uh, there was a discussion between the two of them of regular, oh, I haven't had my shake today. <laughs> I've got to go and do a bit of shaking. Got to have my shake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, so one housemate who's getting backache and she figures it's because she hasn't done enough shaking. She's a lovely person. I'm not going to make fun of her. But, but then, uh, but Milo will make fun of Milo. But Milo definitely yeah, deserves yeah. everything this, he gets. Uh, you know? this, this is like Milo. What, what, like, let's go through the traumas that he's had, right? So Milo's there and he's on his back and he starts trembling like a salmon on a rock and then all of a sudden the trauma of needing a sticky plaster when he was in Morzine's skin <laughs> leaves his body and then 15 minutes later oh no I remember the trauma it's come back yeah <laughs> the time his dad corrected his picture he drew at school <laughs> 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 the time his dad put, put, a picture, he drew, put a picture he drew on top of the one Milo drew on the fridge. <laughs> or just, he signed Milo's picture. He said, well, if you don't sign it yourself, that's going to happen. Make <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> senior, age 47. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the time when he was in the school nativity play and his family said that everyone else was good. <laughs> 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 the, the, you were a pretty good tree. Yeah, yeah. You you are a sheep, but you mood. You mood. You had one lane. It was bar. <laughs> it was bar. You mooned sheep. You're not meant to be the miracle of Christmas. There is no way Milo would have mooed. He would have been, he would have been the best sheep there was. I think he would have like he would have totally outshone Jesus as a sheep. <laughs> Like, like so much so that people are just going that's an amazing story of a sheep like the the, the, the free the free wise men would have come into the gone up with the sheep they would have just walked straight past Mary Joseph and the baby and they would have just laid gold frankincense and myrrh down at the sheep's feet and, and actually like uh, it'd be so good that afterwards people the teachers would be like oh we better get back to the zoo or back to the farm and return the sheep yeah. <laughs> it's not it's me it's Milo <laughs> And then they'd shave him. They'd shave him and turn his hair into wool. And then fast forward, fast forward 30 years, and he's lying on his back trembling, trying to get the memory of being shaved because he was such a good sheep in the nativity. <laughs> it just makes it worse because it reminds you how much he shook when he was being shaved. 
Oh, I love how this podcast is becoming the most of my love. It's my, it's my, it's my favourite. Just, just because I've always wanted to listen to my podcast and now that it's about him, he's going to do it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think mine reminds him it's good or bad publicity. It's publicity. Nah. Uh, <laughs> what? So, yeah, that was one of the things that happened in Perth. Yeah, in next year. You going to do Perth this year? Well, um, uh, in, yes and no. I, I really enjoyed Perth last time. I joined an MMA gym and I'd I done like, I, I wanted to return back to that. The gigs were nice. Uh, it, fuck, man. If you can spend any time in a hot country, they're really good audiences there. Sweet it's audiences. Because they're remote. It's because, I, I think, I think yeah, it makes it's, a difference to how well audiences react to things. I think it's the, fact the they're most, remote and they're kind of, they're, they're kind of um, grateful. It's the most remote, remote city in the world, you know that? No, it's not. It's uh, the nearest city to it's Jakarta. No, it's not. Right? No, it's not. And? It's just not. You don't think so? Um, no, that was written in a Bill Bryson book and then people looked into the facts and found out, no, it's not, no, if you go by different uh, Well, Kerry, so so it's, um, it's just not true. I, don't, I could look it up right now and give you the facts. I don't, I, I don't read Bill Bryson books look without fact-checking what try, he has to say. Um, um, why don't you hear me out? I've got a trundle wheel and I walk to Jakarta. You're the opposite of Milo. You specialise in being imperfect. <laughs> you, love, you love not knowing things. And then, and then every, every time I do something good, it's a real blessing. <laughs> your, your, motto, your motto is it's close enough. It's, it's like a reverse schadenfreude. It's like when you see us doing well when we knit and you're like, oh, that's great, isn't it? He's finally, finally found something he's okay at. <laughs> How far have you got with that now? You made, you made a scarf. I made a really. Um, have, you reached your, have you reached your limit now? Um, of what? Of what you can do? Nah, I, I, so last night I got a bit fucking stuck. I'm trying to make a hat um, to people that are just tuning in. I've started knitting. I think you gathered that by the context. Um, I went. I know he's really into knitting, and he's um, but you know, not good at buying wool because you came back with a lot of itchy stuff. I come back with itchy wool. What's the point of itchy wool? What are you, what are you supposed to make with itchy wool? Well, I didn't realise they were shaving children of the nativity. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just using sheep, but now <laughs> some children pass as sheep these days. That stuff's really itchy, though. It's like they made an extra itch. Yeah, I don't know why you would have because it's lovely, beautiful colours. Yeah. And it's like a really nice thickness. The, the reason I got thick wool is because it would grow quick. I'm trying to... I, I want to I make some stuff for my friend for Altitude Festival. Oh, I see. You mean, like, I thought you thought the wool is still growing. <laughs> oh, now I've watered it. I put it, I put it in the greenhouse. <laughs> Just put a couple of sheep off the tree. <laughs> this is a very sheep-heavy podcast, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's because you're obsessed with sheep because of all the knitting you've been doing. You think so? Yeah, this has been reverse engineered. So, um, I've... Yeah, I pick it up because it's colourful, it's, it's thick, pretty. and if I start knitting with thick needles and thick wool, it'll build a garment quicker, and that means I can do, I can, I can churn them out a bit quicker. Um, but it's itchy. I rubbed it against my neck, and I was like, "You don't want to wrap that around your neck." No, really. So why? What are uh, answers on the postcard, listeners? Why the fuck is itchy wool a thing? What am I meant to make with it? Because uh, no one goes, "How would you like an itchy jumper?" Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know, Itchy gloves? I've made, it, I've made an itchy blanket for your baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, itchy socks? Shit. No. Oh, yeah. That's itchy underpants. No, thank you. I'm going to put itchy scratch mittens. <laughs> so, you can't, <laughs> so you can't scratch your head. No, trouble is, if you've got itchy mittens, you don't know it, you're just scratching your head for ages. <laughs> yeah. It's never going away. So I've got this beautiful itchy wall that I don't know what to do with. And, um, and then i got this other... I'm trying It'd be weird to return a thing for being too itchy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just think, to, think this wall back is too itchy. Yeah. Or, or maybe they get that all the time, I don't know. Well, I just, I'd love to know what it's for. There's got to be a reason oh, for no, it. Oh, no, do write in on this one. I really want to know, what, what has anyone ever used itchy wool for? And why? I can't get my head around it. No. Because I'm looking at it going, oh, well, I'll make something else then. But no, you think that's rejected wool? You think that would be thrown oh, away before like. it ever makes it to a shop? So the fact, the fact you bought your one ball of itchy wool was, was one thing, but you actually bought two. Well, I doubled down because like one, one ball wasn't going to make a full garment. Was so. there a special offer on itchy wool? No, I just needed more. Yeah, I guess so. I must have <laughs> two, two itchy wools for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why no one's buying them. Yeah, can I, I'm going to go back. Have you got any with bobs? Any that I've just got to cut into my skin? I'm just like, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been sinning a lot lately. I just want my penance. <laughs> 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 so, 
So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. I started trying knitting in the round yesterday. Do you know what that is? No. It's um where you get like uh, one like two needles attached by a, a wire in the middle, so it comes back around the other side, and then you link it together and you make a tube. So you just continue right. knitting over and over and over. And it, it, okay. it, it grows out as a, as a circle. So you're making a tube. So you start <laughs> a tube, but then okay. what you would start doing is reducing it so that you would take stitches out and it would come together and that's how you make a hat. So I got that, but the, the tube, the circular needles I got are too big, so it would, make, it would be more like for making the torso of a jumper than making a hat. And okay. I'm not on the level of making the jumper yet. So and I I bought, you, are you making a torso first and then working out what it is? Well, now I was going to make a hat and then realised my needles a hat with a torso. <laughs> That's, that's, yeah, that's just a full, a full body hat. Yeah, just a burger. I'm gonna knit you a burger. Knit you a tea cosy for your body, which is a burger. Oh, burgers just tea cosies for people. I think the loveliest thing is that you're in 37 degrees knitting uh, woolly things for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you've got the scarf that you can't. All you're doing is adding to the weight you're carrying home in your, in yeah. your bag. It's like taking some lotion uh, to the Arctic. You'll be really glad when you get off the plane in England. Yeah, you know, I've just got a bag, full of, stuff a bag full of knitwear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I fucked up last night. I went and spent fucking... I can't remember how much it was. I spent about $50, $60 on wool and needles, and I come back and none of them were the right ones. Right. So, I mean, I'm building up, I'm building up quite the bag what, of what, fucking what shit a, that I don't need. What would a jumper cost in wool? Oh, it's ne- never think of it like that. Like you, 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 you'd end up buying the jumper for cheaper than what you would make That's a jumper. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah, it's not... <laughs> I'd, I'd probably run about the same right yeah you could probably get a nice jumper for cheaper than you get the wall of make yeah, a jumper yeah. it, it, it's like even if people people have like oh I have had people mention when I do the Instagram live videos of me knitting people are like oh you're going to start selling them and start a line and lift chain and I'm like I don't want to that's not how I am into it like if if there was money to be had if I could get £200 for a garment and I could do a garment in a couple of days right totally worth yeah. doing but then even then even then right you'd be in a fucking sweatshop churning them out it would start yeah. becoming your yeah, living and, and well, your, your hourly rate would probably still break down to minimum wage so you don't want to look unless you just did one off designer things that were really special or interesting you know some some fashion statement well, rather you know than what? just following if an it, exact pattern if I get but even though I just cannot see that I'd, if I, I'd, I'd be interested to hear it do you know Kai's left comedy now because of his knitting he's just selling man, t-shirts that he makes this um, so the, this week and last you right, I done, I done my first <laughs> nah I just want people to want me for my comedy more <laughs> But, yeah. I, no, I can see a backup. But man, I got I go on, I go on uh, Instagram Live, right? And I think it was something like fourteen thousand people watched me knit, right? Over twenty four hours, and after twenty four hours, it cuts off. So in twenty four hours, fourteen thousand people. Sorry, fourteen hundred people. I'm not getting ahead of myself. Fourteen hundred. That's people, quite a drop. One thousand four hundred. So, sorry. Four people. Four people. <laughs> One point four people. All right. Fourteen. What do you mean? You were doing a live knitting. So I just basically like a bit like this podcast, right? I just press record and I start talking, and then but but with this, I'm talking, and I've got like me knitting. I can talk them through what I'm trying to knit, uh, but also they're popping up with questions, and I'm answering questions, and I'm going to do it. Um, actually, I'm going to do it every um, Monday. This is Australia Monday at 11 a.m. No, hold on. When was it? Fuck it. 11 p.m. in the UK. That's when I'm going to do it. 11 p.m. Sunday in the UK, whatever time that is in Australia. How long for? Huh? How long is it? For, for an hour. For an hour? Yep. So, back to my point. 1,400. Okay. I fixed my typo. 1,400 people watched that. But when I'd done the maps on how many people had come to my show and come to the Best of British and seen my comedy, it was less than... In a, in a week... Less right. people had watched me so you got stand a up. Crowd for your knitting. I got a bigger crowd, like yeah. All right. And also, if I put up a post that's funny on there's a big knitting community, if, isn't there? If I put people. a post up that's funny on uh, Instagram or Twitter, it does all right. But if I put a post up on Instagram or Twitter about knitting, right, it, it gets yeah, that's true. Most special interest things, though, yeah. isn't it? And, uh, so I wish get, I had an interest. It's getting especially. that way where people are way more interested in my hobby now than my career. Right. <laughs> Yeah, is. it's horrible when you can't compete with your own knitting, isn't it? <laughs> but I do, I do love it though. I, I mean, I am, I am enjoying it. I, mean, I am enjoying the. All right, describe the, it. What's, what's the enjoyment? You know what? Is it just doing a monotonous thing? 
Um, it's the creation, it's the look, and it's something that was wool and is now a garment. It, right. And now is like it's got patterns, and you can see it happening. You can see them fold in front of you. Also, the the, so the like same thrill people get out cooking and everything else. Yes, yeah, so it's mindful. It's like uh, going through these motions. Once you get past the frustration, the dropping a stitch, the fucking putting the tension too tight so you can't get in. So there's a, I say it's mindful, but there's times when it's like going through fucking road rage. Right. And I'm just furious. Like when I was trying to knit in the round last night, but couldn't. I was just getting. Oh, it wouldn't be anything if there wasn't some jeopardy. So there's the jeopardy. But then when yeah. you get the flow going, it's really good. Like I can put on a book and I can I can listen to the audio book without having any like thing pulling pulling my attention away from it. It's like it's focusing my eyes and my hands and keeping them busy. And you well, can't lie to yourself. So I, I would be totally capable of lying to myself. I'd be capable of buying a scarf and then adding a little extra bit whilst someone comes in the room. <laughs> Oh, would you? Are you like, uh, like, oh. Ron, like Ron Burgundy and Anchor Man when he's like flexing with a weight and he starts counting from from a thousand? The other day, the other day <laughs> at the gym, I got onto a machine that someone was just getting off, and it was already up to ten k, and I kind of took that one as my own. He <laughs> <laughs> just said it away. Stand by the water cooler. Yeah, well, it all adds up to my figures now. He left them. <laughs> you know, part of the skill is being the finder, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. You tri- as long as you trick your body into it as well. So, so it goes, up. Oh, I better burn some calories. <laughs> um, and you know what I love about the, about the knitting as well is how lovely and supportive people are, right? Like, if I was to work out for... A few months train my type for yeah. a few months and then show the fruits of my labor show me like um show me doing some fucking pad work uh show the shape i've got myself into put a picture of my body on going this is what i've been working on which is actually a fucking difficult achievement to get a six-pack and, and get like good technique in my type yeah. people would be bring them down a peg or two yeah oh you're fucking skinny uh, skinny lad of the six packs like a fat girl with tits like you get that kind of comment off people or if you like you show you're uh, hitting a bag uh someone will be like oh your hands are dropping and you're not twisting your heel enough and people are like fucking having proper digs at you for your achievement because it's a certain thing. Different types of achievement right. get different reactions. But they? if right, I get okay. into knitting, I could put up the shit as people piece of knitting and everyone would be going, go on, son, that's real good progress and really get behind you. Similar to the encouragement the, Milo got when he was rehearsing being a sheep when he was a child. Yeah, <laughs> something about knitting. Oh, you're more like a sheep now. There's something about knitting that brings out, that brings out yeah. the absolute well, best, the best in people and that's what I think I like about it is that it's so utterly harmless yeah it's so utterly hard like even like um, even Danny who can be like one of the most like fucking it's roast master just get in here find your security right. bring you down competitive yeah. as soon as he got into knitting he starts being nice to people yeah and, and supportive we're in a whatsapp so you're saying knitting brings out the best in him I think so really in the, in the Eric Lampert again Danny stop it's, it's creeping us out how nice you're being <laughs> it's I honestly think it brings out the best. Could this people. be something we should be giving as prison sentences instead? You know, little punishment. Oh, I can give, like I give, and give, so give like, prisoners needles. That's a good yeah. idea. You <laughs> 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 just fix the system there. That'll bring the numbers down to convicts, but only because they've been punctured. Give them a jumper, they'll wear it. Give them a knitting needle, <laughs> they'll wear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's what's going on. Yeah. And it's nice, actually, because it's one of those things you can do whilst watching TV or <laughs> yeah, driving. Yeah. There's some patterns you can do when you watch TV. You can watch the match or something like that, right? Yeah. But there's, uh, there's some patterns... Not really like, while driving. Don't do it while driving. That was a bad Did one. you say driving? <laughs> yeah. I'm I just agree with you. Or driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. No, but you could. You, you could should. do. You should. Just, you know, just at the, at the lights, snip one, pill one, cast one off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, it's been green for you, just a bit ago. Um, I've, I've noticed something as well, knitting makes your tea go cold. Oh yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> it's because it, 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 it's, it's unbelievable passing time. It's like, it, it, time can just go like that. Doing monotonous things is really good for that as well. And also when you've got something to think about, mm. you know, it's great for daydreaming. And uh, long haul flights, I just chew through the long haul flight by, by knitting. How fast are you now? What? You're not fast enough to cause a problem for your fellow passengers here, are you? Just like trying a scarf all Oh man, place. I sound like a modem loading. <laughs> <laughs> That's not <laughs> 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 
there were sparks coming off my net, uh, metal needles, so I had to get bamboo ones, but then the smoke comes off. So yeah, I, I didn't happen, did it? Nah, none of it happened. I'm no, slow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sit on the plane next to someone and go, this is going to be no threat at all. <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed yeah. to take needles on a plane? Um, Eric Lampe got stopped with his and I got let on with mine, so... Right. I How are you doing look, this now? Um, at the minute, there's uh, me, Natalie, Daniel, Eric, and our friend Rooney and Jean. So okay, it's spreading. The six of us, um, but also there's everybody in Twitter and Instagram and Facebook that have got on board with it and kind of started at the same time with the same goal. Are you talking about it in your act yet? No, not yet. I'm just wondering whether it's going to become a thing where lots of comedians are going to catch on to this and then do have knitting bits. You're already like you and start putting it onto Instagram and so on, right? Yeah. So and that's it, it's every now and then in the business something like that happens. Like when when uh, when the skiing gig started and suddenly there were lots of comedians going out skiing and then there was a time where uh, NFL every, is the almost one. everyone yeah. had skiing bits in their, their acts. Like there was loads of people yeah. who had a, 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 you know, skiing jokes. Yeah. And it seemed odd that that was the, the most unlikely but new hack subject for comedians. Yeah, I think um, I think there's going to be a couple of waves. So where where there's this be a point time in the future? Like, oh, not another niche comedian so you, you know why it happened right I think we've already mentioned this on the podcast so I'm sorry if I'm repeating but it was uh, it was actually born from toxic masculinity of uh, if Danny's saying that he's better at anything I put my mind to that's what he said right and then I, was, I just rhymed off a bunch of things I was better than him at whoa fucking geared up and drunk and uh, I started rhyming off like Muay Thai and fucking rock climbing is that toxic masculinity or masculinity um, well, it's what's labelled as toxic masculinity but it's what I just say is like fun competitive edge it's yeah. um, I think I'm more uh, toxically masculine than you <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> um, I'll out toxic you so it came to a point where I, I rhymed off some stuff and he said I haven't put my mind to that and right. then and then I was like well pick something that none of us have put my mind to and he picked knitting so that's what started it off it came from right. that but then like it's, it's great that loads of other people are getting on board but what is going to happen is it's going to have a critical mass of people on board where people start rejecting it people start getting like grumpy old fucking oh what's all this shit about knitting and all that like, <laughs> it's going to get that isn't it it's going to have like some people on the outskirts going fucking hipster bullshit when really it's just like it, it, it's going to be cute until you're, you're all old men as well and then, yeah. then just suddenly you're just old people knitting you just like you become that, a thing it's only meant to happen for a year it's only meant to be until Christmas but I, I think I'm really having a year of knitting oh, okay yeah right. uh, and then we're, we're talking about next year we should have another challenge we should pick something else that right. we'll try and achieve before Christmas right this, this, this is self-improvement yeah. really but with a competitive edge but yeah I think it might, it might start getting labelled as like hipster wank <laughs> soon <laughs> soon enough as soon as it reaches critical mass we're just going to look like hipster wanks at the minute at the minute we're just like slightly ahead of a curve <laughs> we can enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> yeah um, is that what you're doing just getting amazing at it yeah I mean I'm getting pretty good I learned how to do uh, cable which is the when you see like the kind of rope oh you showed me that last when night. you see the rope yeah. patterns going down a jumper I, I yeah. figured out how to do that now I'm clumsy at it but like uh I, I can fumble my way through and it looks good when it's finished. Yeah. I'm just happy you found a thing that keeps you occupied. <laughs> yeah, the sick of his masturbating. Keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> it's helped with uh, stopping with the cigarettes as well. Yeah. It's good for... Oh, lots of things. Yeah, you were lots more fun before you started knitting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last time you were out here with me, we just got up to stuff. You don't want to be careful before. I, time, like, I've just, I, I know, is, I know this what I'm is live. I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now. And, and it's not live. It's going, it's going out to real people. And I know what I'm uh, going to use that wool on now. I'm going to make you a balaclava. <laughs> Give me a two face. I'll teach you for being mean. You know I don't have to wear it, don't you? <laughs> you are aware of that. No, but you're so British that you'll just wear it around. It's just... <laughs> when, you come to, when you come into a room. Yeah, guys, why is he wearing his balaclava indoors? <laughs> we love the balaclava. <laughs> oh, right. We wrote some muggle corners down, but I'm not sure we're going to have a great deal of time. Otherwise, we're going to overrun. Ow, let's do some fast ones. Should, should we quickly roll let's out? Fast ones. Should we roll out a couple of muggle corners? One is, each. Can is it mummies or dads? What, what happens? No, we're, gonna, we're, def- we're definitely doing the dads, but you know, we normally hit the dads. Dads are a definite thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're, they're, they're what we're going to close on. So if, if we yeah, rattle, we've got five minutes to talk about muggles. First of all, Kerry, would you like to introduce Muggle Corner by telling the new listeners what a muggle is? As far as I understand, muggles are 
the common people, the ordinary folk, the normals. They Us. do normal things. <laughs> they are... We like they, to think we're not them. They are we. They are addicted to muggling, but they don't know it's an addiction. But it is an addiction because they can't help themselves. And the more they muggle, the more they want to muggle. Yes. How was that? Basic bitches. That was very good. Basic um, bitches. Bitches of basicness. So you are not. You don't have your finger on the pulse of the Harry Potter world, but in the Harry Potter world, a muggle is somebody who lacks magic. It's just a human, right? Yeah. But I like to call people muggles in the real world if they lack magic. They we just all know who these spark, people that, are. That, that, that lack, that, they don't have that certain je ne sais quoi. Right. Yeah. Yes. You see it everywhere. You see where it do everywhere. You see, where do you see it? Should I tell you my first muggle corner? This is tell, me where, tell me where you see one, yeah. I see uh, muggles when um, they've been married a few years, maybe it's getting on a decade and they decide to renew their vows. <laughs> 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 You've had your time in the sun, muggles. Oh. Look, you had your party. You've had it. The engagement party, check. The wedding, check. That's very lovely, though. You had kids, check. Yeah. What, you want more? Or you want to have, like... Let's do it you, again. You want to have the Jaws 2 of getting married? <laughs> like, <laughs> the sequel that nobody gives a fuck about. You want to have that? <laughs> Fucking get back in your hutch. Let someone else... You just want to make another day all about you, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be celebrated for nothing new. Exactly. Exactly. Read your vows. You think that's muggly? I think that sounds muggly to me. Can I give you some muggles? Yeah. And you tell me where these are. I don't know. You tell me where these are muggly. I think muggles are basically quite law-abiding unless everyone else isn't. So, like, they'll, they'll, they'll wait for the, uh, the traffic lights to turn green yeah. as law-abiding citizens unless everybody else starts crossing the road and then they'll cross the road with them. And like, oh, well, if he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's okay. Yeah. Also, muggles, I think... they. Everybody have, else was doing it. I think muggles have special birthdays. <laughs> they'll go, oh, we have to do something. It's her 30th. <laughs> Like that, it's a big one. Yeah, and, and <laughs> where someone else just go, it's a birthday. And also, um, I, I struggle with because um, we we've got quite large friendship groups just because of the nature of where travel. We're, we're yeah. moving around, right? We're not on the same routine that I was perhaps when I worked at the leisure centre. When I worked at the leisure centre, I probably had like. 10 to 15 members of staff who I was close to, my family members who I was close to, and birthdays would come around at certain times and there would be enough in a year. But now there's far too many in a year. There's loads of birthdays. There's everybody, every day there's a birthday. Even if you look on your Facebook, if you have a look at the birthdays, there's a handful. Like, I'm at the point now where I don't even write on the wall. This <laughs> is too much. I'm always glad when I open Facebook and it's no one that really matters to me's birthday that I have to write a thing to. <laughs> also, our birthdays are spent all over the world you know we could be anywhere in the world we might be with other people might be on our own so they tend to be more spontaneous don't they sometimes it's a it's a bit of fun we'll all go out yeah. and see who's around and every now and then you plan a thing and it might coincide with your 30th birthday but yeah. I think with normal family people it's like no 18th is important 21st is important yeah. every one with a zero my sister's like that anything that comes with a zero yeah. is a particularly big birthday we yeah. have to do a thing yeah this is true I was, uh, it was uh, it was my dad's 60th the other day we bought him a microlite flight. He's going to go flying. That's nice. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. My dad, uh, my granddad used to fly uh, air, aircraft out of Veshot, uh, RAF station. He used to train the Spitfire pilots during wartime. All right. And, um, and my dad's going to take the same flight path he used to take. Okay. So walk, walking in. That's a very nice present. Walking in his dad's shoe. So that's like, uh, that's the, uh, the flying, kind, flying his dad's. That's the kind of like little thoughtful like effort that you probably wouldn't put into like a 34th. No. You know, so like uh, if it is on a round number, you can put like a bit more something into it, can't you? Otherwise, that would be. Well, you've had a lot of time to think about it with all the knitting and everything, so <laughs> it helps. That's what knitting's for. Clears your mind. Um, do muggles, th- I think muggles think their dysfunctional families are close. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, just the, this is a group of people who, who, who don't, uh, don't really get along, but they have the illusion of being tight. <laughs> yeah, they're all misfits. They're all, they're all messed up in some way or other. Yeah. But they all go, but they, well, it's the family. Everything's the family. Just so that Dan's just come in, by the way, if you're wondering the bang yeah. on the door is. And the, Hi, Dan. The, and the strange shuffling noise. Hello, Kerry and Kai. Dan, you're sweating. What's that? Is that just the heat or is that you've been... You've been coming in here. It is, it is pretty hot. for an hour and a half. Mugg- muggle sweat. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this one that muggles make a feature of their weaknesses? 
So if Dad's a shit dancer, like he'll have to keep doing his shit dance all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the family will go, ah, oh, that's what he does, it's his thing, you know. They really pedal it out. The daughter who says park arc keeps it going for a whole life. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says park arc instead of car park, and it's just like uh, her thing that she does. Biscetti. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other one who's got a really awful laugh, but in, in that kind of family, it's always like, ah, oh, that's the laugh you do. We all laugh along when you do it, even though it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are these all about one person? You're just raving them up. I am. It just sounds like you've been passive aggressive. Uh, back on that one with the park park, 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 park thing. Uh, one of my mates kept saying fairy up liquid. Right. <laughs> Fairy up liquid because it's like fairy washing yeah. up liquid. Or but was that a genuine mistake, or, or did no, you think, no, no, think no. it was a funny thing to say? I just heard it a couple of times. I was like, "Oh, you say fairy up liquid," <laughs> and then they keep saying because they, they've got a characteristic now, and they yeah, like, I'm the one who says fairy up liquid. liquid. Like, uh, otherwise, got no character. Yes, exactly that. Uh, I had one more muggle corner. This is the f- we don't normally go this trigger happy on muggle corner. We normally oh, really? uh, hang on each one for a bit, but since it's a rush job, let's put one more in. I thought we were um, rushing. Yeah, I thought we were racing now. Yeah, we, we are. Um, are we? Is there a time limit on this? You will try and keep it to an hour. Uh-huh. You know, people have got that commute or however they listen to it. I'm sure some people would enjoy it if it was three hours long, but other people would what look at it and go, "Fuck that! That's a mission." What are we up to? How long have we got? Uh, we've got five minutes. But oh my god, rush, muggles. Say a happy new year long after it's been the new year. Just so you know, if someone hasn't seen you since the new year, right. and then they'll see you in February and be like, happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut, cut that out. <laughs> this, is, this is why I go so long without seeing yeah. it. <laughs> because of this chit shit chat. And they also congratulate themselves when they've written the right year on a check or on a date somewhere. Yeah. Oh, but I put 2019. Oh, yeah, they're writing it going, oh, fucking hell, it's a June already. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a Tuesday. This year's gone quick, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many muggles. Right, Kerry, before we do your dad jokes, can you plug what you have got coming up in the next couple of weeks? It's all in Adelaide. Um, oh, um, thank you for reminding me where I am. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we're just around doing the best of British shows, and I'll be doing my own show, my very own show, uh, which is called Grumpy Pum, because they wouldn't let me call it Grumpy Cunt. Nah. And it's on, so many rules. I know they love rules out here. So I mean, all them posters up on the you know on the streets where children are walking by, and they, you can't put Grumpy Cunt out. I know it's put, really ridiculous, isn't fucking it? Fucking Australia conformist. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that this was, so a, this was a country full of uh, convicts a while back and now they're just like, oh no, you can't swear. No, it's because they were. <laughs> yeah. They can't let it go. This or, is or so, spent, they spent years learning yeah. to follow rules we'll exactly. Prob- we probably shouldn't insult them by trying to get them to go to your show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So if any of you shit audiences out here want to come to my show, you fucking ignorant idiot Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> Senseless <laughs> bastards. <laughs> People are like you do a you do a rude joke and they're like ew. Uh, you, do a, uh, you do a dark joke and they're like oh my god that's that's so mean. <laughs> they don't even ooh properly. They don't even like ooh. They just kind of like uh, like, ooh, like, like, like it's just like a just a response that they've heard somewhere. Yeah, but 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 I want to say Australia, not you, Adelaide, you. <laughs> Particularly you. Particularly you. If you're from Adelaide and listening, um, Perth said example. D- don't come, but if you're an expat that just needs another grumpy palm to talk about the people of Adelaide, yeah, come along. <laughs> come along. People of Adelaide, come along and prove me wrong, you dumb shits. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you are on at what's the time? Six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah. At the Griffin. You can see me once, one time only, and it's Sunday the 3rd of March at the Belgian Beer Cafe at 3.30. I'm doing one show only, and that's the my Punch Drunk show. Right. So, also, if you're anywhere else in the country apart from Adelaide, you can go on to www.kaihumphreys.com forward slash shop and buy my show on there. Use the discount code Muggins and you'll get it for cheaper. Kerry. Yes. Your dad downloaded a beep test and played it on half speed through Q-Labs and now he can reach level 5 and he feels really confident about his police application. That happened though. That's just a fact. That, you th- know my dad yep. really well. Yep, uh, I seized his hard drive. <laughs> I was expecting to find a lot more but I just found a beep test on Q-Labs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well your dad thinks that corrugated iron is made of corrugate. <laughs> and he also thinks that there's cardboard that's made of the same stuff. <laughs> Gets him confused. <laughs> when, when the garage roof keeps falling in. 
Your dad was a corner man in an amateur boxing gym, and for a bit of banter, he used to throw the towel in while his fighters were winning. <laughs> um, by the corner man, what is the corner man? Exactly? The guy that like, sits, sits, hands him stuff, spit in the bucket, gives him whispers, wipes the back of his head with a sponge. <laughs> uh, just tell, tells me you've got it. Is there training for that? Do they like go, oh no, you've got to um, hold the sponge like this? Generally, it's a, it's just the coach, isn't it? The coach who trains you. Oh, is it? Who gives you it's a not like a specialised job. Nah, but, like, no, but apart from well, your dad, apart from your dad, he was just, <laughs> he was a volunteer. He's got for it. He knew nothing about boxing. He's got boxing. his own sponge. Yeah, that's why it was amateur. I never went professional. Your dad's still holding his first bowling ball because <laughs> he never managed to let go of it. And he says, oh, he doesn't mind carrying it around with him. He goes, it makes me really strong, but the truth is his arm's just long. <laughs> well, when I challenged your dad to a game of squash, he said he'd wipe the floor with us. And now the floor's squeaky clean, but I'm pressing charges. <laughs> I've got him on assault. <laughs> But are you saying that, that he could actually wash the floor with you then? Yeah, that's traumatic. But that's more of a joke on you. That's not really my dad. Really. If my dad managed to wash the floor with you. I, when I was in trouble. You're a sponge, mate. I was in trouble with the police. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to lie on the squeaky floor and tremble to get rid of that trauma. No, I don't know whether I accept this one. I don't think you've made fun of my dad because he, he, he used you as a sponge. Well, he successfully. That's a flaw in your character. If someone offers you a game of squash, it's more a flaw in your character. If this is what you see as a positive role model, then I think it reflects I didn't say it's a positive role model. I just think that you come out much worse than this. You don't get to make fun of my dad if you don't do it. He broke the floor with you. I have collateral damage in this. Yes. Look at ha ha ha, your dad beat the shit out of me really easily. That's yeah. not making fun of my dad. If he turned you into well, a sponge, you're I'm, a, I'm the one a sponge. I'm the one that's gonna I'm gonna get a compensation and he's gonna end up locked up, so who's the real winner? <laughs> Alright. My one. <laughs> your dad gave birth to a son who was used as a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your dad, when he was a kid, he wrote to Jimmy, Jimmy Savile asking him to molest him. <laughs> Jimmy Savile. 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 With a what bomb? Swanton bomb. It's where you stand on the turnstile and do a, like a forward flip on like onto your opponent. I don't know what you're talking about. Hardy boys used to do it. Well, your mum does. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your mum. She's fell victim of it a few times. Do the rest of them move off the top ropes? Really? Yeah. Okay. A swan ton swan. Swan. Yeah. yeah. Swan swan. Bob ton swan. A bob ton swan. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Okay. Don't make fun of my dad using terms I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On your mouth. <laughs> uh, your dad will pop use bubble wrap for hours if you just sit next to him saying pop. <laughs> uh, your dad puts clean underpants on when he goes to bed because you never know when you're going to get knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> Always takes a clean handkerchief with him as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you know when people call people with learning difficulties, they call them window lickers? Yeah. You know? And your dad gets really angry with that because he's like, he goes, don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> your dad also reckons that he can identify any window by its taste. <laughs> And he always, he always walks past window cleaners and goes, you missed a bit, even if I haven't. <laughs> and then runs up and gets it. <laughs> he often says to people cleaning his car, he go, you, you can clean mine if you like. And he realises, oh, that is his. <laughs> he paid them to do it. <laughs> and then he said, you can use Kai as a sponge if you like. <laughs> I can't believe you made fun of my dad when he got to successfully use you to clean up floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice so <laughs> It's him that needs to change, not me. <laughs> Where was I up there? I think I've, your dad thinks it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to get permission, so he's currently applying for planning forgiveness for his extension. <laughs> 
Your dad wears his shoes back to front in case he ever wants to walk backwards. <laughs> That's really hard to do. <laughs> um, your dad, uh, your dad thinks eyebrows should be sisters and not twins, but his don't even look like friends. <laughs> from different families. <laughs> he's got, he's, he's got, got an adopted. He's got an eyebrow from a different place. Yeah. <laughs> one of his eyebrows is older than the other one. It's different colours. <laughs> One of his eyebrows came out first when he was born. <laughs> Five by seven he's got, hours. He's got to save his eyebrows. Um, your dad practices swimming in the bath. He wears goggles at all. He's gone so good now. He's thinking of putting water in. <laughs> your, your dad. Your dad started choking on his dinner and instantly ran into the bathroom to get the toilet plunger. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking it on his face. His <laughs> uh, uh, your dad thinks he lives abroad. <laughs> he actually, when he, when, he writes a, when he writes a return address on an envelope, he actually puts his address down and the bottom he puts abroad. <laughs> Your dad carries a picture of Tom from MySpace around in his wallet. <laughs> uh, this is my friend. <laughs> Top friend. Your dad was taking a picture of the beautiful lake at Loch Ness. And then the Loch Ness monster came up in, in full splendour. You know, it was there. It was massive. Whoa. And your dad just like, oh, he, he, just, he just shook his head and waited for it to go down so he could take his picture. <laughs> 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 it, was like, it was like so annoying that thing getting in the way of this beautiful picture yeah, of the lot. the water was so still <laughs> your dad says do you want the good news or the bad news before singing the opening lane to R. Kelly's bump and grind <laughs> uh, your dad puts his hands over his own eyes and plays guess who on himself and he usually gets it wrong <laughs> guess who <laughs> guess who's the board game no you know, oh, you yeah. come up behind yeah. someone you put your hands over their eyes yeah. you want to guess who <laughs> yeah no no he, he does that to himself and you can't get it no he's always he's it just someone famous starts <laughs> <laughs> raving people off John Travolta <laughs> no and then he goes no it's not John Travolta Alan Titchmarsh Dean Gaffney <laughs> sometimes he doesn't even answer he has to take his hands off and have a look to find out if he was right <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> there's no one there <laughs> I'm done. Are you? Yeah. Your dad, your, when your dad was a kid, he thought he was someone else's imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> your dad licks pussy with his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he did it once, it? Yeah. once years ago, and a woman went, that, that's not how you do it. He went, it's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't admit he was wrong so now he just tastes everything with his shoulder as well <laughs> <laughs> he's licking, licking a window with, with his tongue and rubbing a pussy with his shoulder perfect day in the office anyway your dad needs to find himself a new fucking sponge yeah well my dad does because you're a terrible sponge I hope someone makes him their sponge you're a moaning sponge I hope someone makes him their sponge in prison <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you made fun of my dad for the fact he uses you as a sponge <laughs> I'm going to chop that and put that at the start of the podcast. 